Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, it is our final question mark Pac-12 preview for football. Well, I don't know that it's a question mark, is it? Well, I mean, we'll mention it uh, when we do our around the country discussion. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. It's our, yeah. Last time we're going to go in depth, I I think. That's Um, true. And and not necessarily, I mean, who knows, maybe the Pac-12 will survive in some capacity, but... ASU's not going to be a part of it, so I don't know that we'll spend a, an entire uh, session on, on just the Pac-12 like we have the last few years. So, yeah, I mean, hey, look, we're we're here. Uh, I'm going to do my best through this to, and and really through the whole season to, you know, just just focus on the season, just enjoy it. So uh, you're gonna you know, you're gonna live in the now. Uh, yeah, I think world. you got to. Um, I, I mean, this is a. Uh, not just for the Pac-12, and we can talk about this more when we when we do the national college football discussion. But I mean, this is the end of a chapter in college football in a lot of ways this year with the you know realignment that's coming, the playoff expansion that's coming. Um, so you know, it's like, hey, if you if you want to, uh, purity's dead. Purity's been dead in college football for a long time. I'm not saying this is the end of purity, uh, but you know, like if you want to enjoy college football as you kind of remember it the last 20 30 years this is maybe the last year to do it that doesn't mean it's going to stink next year but it's going to be different uh, there's no argument for that i don't think yeah um well let's let's talk about the pac-12 so that i'll open how i like to open these the 2023 conference media poll preseason yeah. poll usc washington utah oregon oregon state ucla Washington State, Arizona, Cal, ASU, Colorado, Stanford. Now, remember this year, there is no north and south. It's just right, the top two right. teams. Right, um, no more divisions. And, and uh, now they did that last year, too. Um, you know, the, the schedules are still division-oriented. Uh, you know, the teams that were in the former south still play everybody in the south, and the teams that were in the former north still play. And then there's the crossovers. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's a temporary arrangement, very temporary, obviously, as we alluded to. Um, and uh, yeah, last year we had two South teams make the title game, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it was one of the one of the first times that the South, uh, if I'm not mistaken, did the North win yeah. like eight out of ten or something like that. I mean, it was yeah. heavily Oregon, Stanford, Washington a couple of times. Uh, uh, Utah won one, I believe. They beat Oregon in a in a title game, I think. Uh, yeah, well, they the won last year of divisions. Yeah, twenty one, they, right? They've yeah, won two yeah. straight titles. Right. So they won one, and USC won one. USC beat Stanford with Sam Darnold. Um, but I think that's it. I don't think uh, I'm remembering right. I, I everybody made one from the South at least, at least one. But uh, ASU, of course, lost theirs. Arizona lost theirs. Colorado lost theirs. And, UCLA made it, I think, two or three times, but I think they were over in those times. Yeah. So it was it was dominated by the North, but yeah, last year, then in the first year, no divisions, we we get USC and Utah, and and uh, you know USC needed a win to get in the playoff, and and Caleb Williams' untimely injury and a poor defense cost him. Utah beat him twice during the season. I think it was their only two losses, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, until I mean, they lost the bowl game too, but. Uh, you know, cost them a chance, and 
Yeah, so let's, I mean, I kind of want to talk a little bit about each team. You know, we usually went by division. There's no more divisions. So where, where should we start? Should we start with USC? Yeah, I think as we the, should just sort of. Favorite? I think we should sort of work our way down the media okay. poll. Um, okay. To get one other just note, uh, USC had 25 first place votes, Washington four. Utah, though finishing third, had six first place votes, and Oregon had one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about USC. The uh, first year of the Lincoln Riley experience, I think you would qualify as a uh, as a win, and well worth uh, it yeah. for the Trojans. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it's easy to criticize the defense. It was bad. Uh, uh, you know, there's no still questioning that. But uh, they went from what four and eight the year before to 11 and two and on the verge of the playoff and they had the Heisman trophy winner. And like, yeah, I think year one was a smashing success, but with that comes increased expectations. Uh, you know, another three loss season and you know, that there's going to be like, well, why can't he do better than that? So, you know, and, and defensively they added a lot. I mean, they added a ton of, of power five transfers. They added, you know, guys from within the conference, guys from outside the conference. So, uh, you know, they, they've certainly improved the personnel, at least on defense and the offense, uh, you'd expect to be great again with, with Williams back, great receivers, uh, you know, Riley's offenses are always good. Yeah. I, I think that they are the deserving favorite, um, as the media poll reflects. I'm, yeah. It, it, I'm curious to see a couple things, and I know that we don't want to linger on, you know, the moves and the changes. I'm just, I'm wondering if you will see game plans that are designed for when we move uh, and when different schools move. Are we going to see, you know, USC a little more taking the air out of the ball, or are they going to just try to be the USC we're used to? I would think they yeah. will be. I mean, that's what Lincoln Riley is, first of all. And, and you know, a lot of the Big Ten has gone that direction. I mean, or is going that direction. I mean, you look at Ohio State, and we'll talk more Big Ten, you know, next week probably or whatever. But, uh, you know, Ohio State throws it a ton. You see, a, you know, a program like Wisconsin that has been, you know, known for its, you know, massive offensive line, running backs, uh, you know, now they're bringing in the air raid. So I don't know that they're going to be that out of the norm. I mean, it, it's it's still a question mark if you can have success going to, you know, Evanston or West Lafayette or those places in November. Uh, you know, can, can that slow you down? It, it can. I mean, Ohio State nearly ran into a roadblock last year in, in Northwestern. Uh, you know, had a really tough time throwing the ball in a terrible win, win game. Um but you know, a lot of teams are doing it anyway, so I don't, I don't expect to see them change who they are. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I'm just, I'm, I, I just thought it was worth pointing out. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. You know, obviously, starting in 24, do you have the personnel to keep up? You know, like when you when you go against a Michigan, a Penn State, you, you know, these teams that are kind of built in that way. I think it's a big question about Ohio State right now. Is do they have the the personnel? They have the skill guys, they have the flash, but do they have the the guys in the trenches to beat Michigan? The last couple of years they haven't. So I think USC will face that same question when the time comes. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, 
But I think this year, USC is the favorite uh, for a reason. Their offense, you know, you look around the conference and it's like, who's going to stop that offense? Like Exactly. I mean, they're going to put up points. And if if the defense goes from a a D-minus to a C-plus, that's good enough to win the conference, I think. And I I mean, I'll say it, I think we're going to kind of do picks here. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking USC to win the conference, and I'm picking USC to be a, a college football playoff team this year. I like it. Um, I got them. I got them eleven and one, undefeated in conference with a road loss at Notre Dame. I think they. I don't know. If they go through twelve and zero. That's just hard to do. But uh, I think it's enough to get them in the playoff. I I think they're going to win the conference. I have not gotten to the point where I'm, you know, sure who I'm going with for the playoff. Okay. Um, because I, I think they're definitely going to win the regular season title. I am curious if there will be a conference title game hiccup again. Like last year. And yeah, that, yeah. you know, will that cost them? Yeah, and it because could, I, I mean, it would. Because I just, scenario. I don't yeah. think the, I guess where I, I'm coming from on that is, I'm still not quite sure if the gap between them and whoever the number two team in the conference is, will be as wide as I think the gap will be between the playoff-bound or, you know, likely playoff-bound SEC teams who won't meet in the conference title game. Yeah, yeah, that's possible, I suppose, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, so, I mean, I'll say I've, I'm going, and, and, you know, as we go through, I'm going with those top two from the media poll uh, as my conference title game. I'm going Washington as my second-place team. I got them going 8-1 with their only loss being to USC um, and then a rematch to the title game. And I'm going, I'm going USC, but I, I like Washington a ton this year. I really do. I think they got a lot coming back Penix and, and they kept the, the assistance. I mean, that assistant was, was pursued by Alabama, the offensive coordinator. He stayed, they got a ton of, most of the receivers are back. Like I'm, I'm in on them. Uh, Penix is not my Heisman pick, but he's a top five Heisman guy for me this year. He has shown the, you know, the ability. Like, you know, when he was at Indiana, it's like, eh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but he's shown why he's thought of as, as a really, really strong Heisman contender this year. For sure, yeah. I mean, Penix is, is a, a, you know, a poster boy for what the transfer portal does. You know, like he, he kind of was stagnant at Indiana. He had some nice moments. He had that great play when they beat Penn State 2020 to stretch out, you know, uh, which was a huge game for them. Granted, you know, they had no fans there for it, but it was a big moment for Indiana. Um, you know, but he was hurt a lot. It just felt like he was kind of stagnating. And going to a new place was like a breath of fresh air, it seemed like, for him. And, I mean, he wasn't the only one. The, you know, Bo Nix was very similar last year, like, Guy that just kind of felt like he was stuck in the mud, new place, and and took off, and now they're back for a year or two, each of them. And I, I'm I'm higher on Washington and Penix this year than I am Oregon and Knicks. I feel like Washington is more more positioned for this year to have success. Yeah, I agree. I I think much like USC, the question for Washington is going to come down to their defense. Is it going to be any good? Yeah, it was it was shaky last year. I mean, we we exposed it. That was our best win of the year. Yeah. And in hindsight, 
you know, I mean, it's it's a significant loss for them. I mean, it didn't feel that way at the time because it was their second straight loss. And, I mean, if they win that game, they're in the Pac-12 championship game, and they've got a chance at the playoff going into that. Like, that was the loss that they I believe they won out the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, like, that no, was the one I mean, one they finished the back, year 11-2. Like, and two. Yeah, 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 they lost. I think they lost to UCLA the week before in, in Pasadena, and then they lost here, and it felt like, well, all right, that Washington story was nice. You know, that's a good team, but whatever. And then, yeah, they, you know, they got rolling and really finished the year strong. Beat beat Oregon at at Austin in November. You know, took them out of the playoff race basically. Beat Washington State, won the bowl game over Texas convincingly. Like it was, it was a really strong finish for them. And I, I again, the consistency that they keep keep with having the same coordinators having the offense back like you're right the defense i don't think is going to be great but i i just think that offense will be really good and i kind of think they're similar to usc it's like if their defense improves just a bit uh and the coach is a defensive guy if i recall i think more yeah um I, you know i think that's kind of his bread and butter um so i feel like you know they should be a little bit better and I, I think those, I mean, you know, look, they're both bringing back good starting quarterbacks, great starting quarterbacks. So it's it's not a huge leap to say USC and Washington look like the best two teams. Um, I mean, the media agrees with me, I guess. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I've got that as my conference title game matchup with a, with a rematch of their regular season game. Yeah. For, for me, I was hoping to – vary from you and and i'm not uh got the same too yeah i where i start having flips from the media is like i flip utah and oregon which we can talk I've about i've got different ones too yeah I, i'm not gonna follow their path the whole way down um but yeah i think those top two like i mean i'll be honest i did not know that was the media poll i knew usc had been voted the, the favorite i did not know washington was two i uh, figured they were you know two three or four uh, in that in that range um but uh, yeah, I just I, Washington's a team I like, and you know when we do our our Heisman finalists uh, next week or whenever, Penix's name will be in there. And I thought about taking him to win it, but I, I didn't quite take that leap. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Utah and Oregon. Um, both returning their quarterbacks. The difference is, you know, Utah's number one pass catcher last year was Kincaid in terms of. Right, you know, big situation threat. Right, and right. he's gone. Um, right, and and rising coming off of the torn ACL, which yeah. has kind of like been under the radar, but he tore his ACL at the Rose Bowl. So, like, I mean, I know Eight it's college football; ago. teams are very secretive about injuries. But are we confident? I'm not that he's going to be there the first, you know, week, three weeks, five weeks. Like, I mean, that's a quick turnaround for a torn ACL. Eight months. Yeah. I know Whittingham has has sat on that and has given nothing, uh, yeah. but I, I'm not so sure he's there. With, I mean, they opened the season with Florida, interesting game in, in Salt Lake. I'd be a little bit surprised if he's ready to go by then. I think so. I have them ahead of Oregon, uh, but I don't know that they will have a better overall record than the Ducks. I just think they'll have a better conference record than the Ducks. Yeah, because I think losing... I have them ahead of Oregon too. But I, I I'll be honest, I don't have either one of them number three. I don't know if you do. I do. I had Utah okay. up at three. Okay. Um, I have Utah four. Okay. I have Oregon tied for fifth. 
And I, so I, I, is it the Beavs? It is. It is. I I'm, love it. I'm pretty high on Oregon State this year. Well, let's let's talk about the Oregon schools. Um, okay. Okay. You know, Oregon State last year ten and three, six and three in conference. Um, they got DJ Uyungale. Yeah, uh, yeah, in yeah. A quarterback. I, I, I think he can be a little bit what Penix and Knicks were last year. A guy who it just it just wasn't quite flowing the way it should have at his previous stop. The talent's there. Get him a fresh start. A good offensive coach. I mean, Jonathan Smith's a former quarterback. He's a good coach. He's done a great job there. Like I'm, I'm pretty high on them. I've got them as a as a ten and two finish. Third in the conference, seven and two overall, or seven and two in the conference, I should say. I like it. Um, I do think Smith's a good coach. I think one of the subplots all year, if they're good, is well, how can they not find a home for this team? And for sure, for sure. You know? Yes, I, I think if if you're, you know, if there's no resolution before the season starts on these four remaining schools, that Oregon State is by far the the best of the four this year and the one that will be the most like, you know, exactly what you're saying. Like, man, this is a heck what a story, this guy and how can they not, you know, like, oh my God. Like, I don't see it with Stanford and Cal at all. I think Washington State's a, a solid middle of the pack team, you know, around 500, make a bowl game type of team. But I think Oregon State could make some noise deep into the season because their schedule to start out is soft as well. Like, they've got a very manageable opening to be Five and zero, six and zero, and and make things interesting in October. One, as you and I have often talked about the uh, the momentum, especially in college football, of stringing together five, six early season wins in a row, right? Can, can really carry you. you exactly, know? exactly, yeah, yeah. And I just feel like they, like their their non conference schedule is San Jose State, UC Davis, San Diego State. I feel like that's manageable. Like San Diego State's not a not a bad program, but I think you know they they slipped a bit last year, um, and I think they could you know they could get on a run. And I'm gonna look it up. I'm not. I think they miss USC. If I'm remembering right. Like they you know their misses are advantageous too, from what I recall. So like I and I just I got a I got a feeling about Uyangwale that that he's gonna take the leap that he's supposed to have taken at Clemson, but it just didn't quite work. Yeah. So then let's look at their schedule. I'm pulling it up right now. They're at San Jose state to open. That is a, that's a little bit of a worrisome game Sunday afternoon game at San Jose state on the opening weekend. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, San Diego, they're not that great. Um, then, the, you know, UC Davis, San Diego state at Washington state, a little tricky. But, uh, you know, they get Utah at home. Don't have to go there. They do miss USC. And it appears they also, who else? They miss ASU. That's their mm-hmm. other miss. That's probably big, not a big huge miss. miss. Big miss. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they probably could could stand to play ASU. But, you know, missing USC, getting Utah at home, like, uh, you know, I think they go to Oregon at the end of the year. Uh, but they get Washington at home. Like, you know, there's there's enough there. I don't have them beating Washington because uh, I've got Washington 8-1 with the loss to USC. So, obviously, I kind of gave that away. But, you know, it's there's enough there that I'm like, I, I just – I also think Smith's a really good coach. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big endorser of his. Yeah. Oh, I think he's a really good coach too. Um, 
I am I'm very interested to see how this plays out for them because this could be sort of a we're not getting the respect chip on the shoulder yeah team for the conference yeah yeah I mean I I, I again I think if anybody's built to do it it's them I mean your your coach is a good coach who's an alum who's gonna have that like you know hey you know screw you us against the world mentality uh, again, you get a transfer quarterback who was like the, the golden boy at Clemson didn't work out. Now it's a chance for him to have that same mentality. Like, I just think it all adds up to be like, yeah, this, this could, they could be real interesting deep. I thought about even picking them to make the title game, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite go that far. I think Washington's better than them. Yeah. Well, let's, let's pivot and talk about the ducks. Now, obviously, yeah. You know, when you lose a Kenny Dillingham, you expect to take a major step back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that's a factor. And I don't know how good Kenny Dillingham is going to be as a head coach. We will see. He hasn't done it yet. But in the, you know, what I said, I think that like Washington and Oregon were very similar last year. That's the huge difference this year is, you know, Penix gets to keep the same approach, the same staff, the same, you know, whereas Nick's starting over again. I mean, Nick's is like, He's had a different coordinator, I think, every year of his career, except for Dillingham, non-consecutive years. Dillingham was his coordinator at Auburn and then his coordinator for his first year at Oregon, and they were his two best years. So losing him, I think that's pretty significant. That's why I'm – like, long-term, I think Oregon is probably a better program than Washington for the next five years. But this year, I feel like Washington's ahead of them. Yeah. I, I think you're probably right. I, and they have all the money in the world to, you know, land recruits now. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, if I had to bet, like twenty three through twenty seven, who's going to have a better record of those five years? I'd probably take Oregon. But this year, I'd take Washington. Just I feel like things are in place for them. I, I got Oregon seven and five. I'm not. I mean, that would be a very disappointing year for them. I know it would. You know, but they go to Texas Tech non conference. I think they lose that. Um, and I just, you know, I got a five and four in the conference, just kind of, kind of middle, middle of the road. Yeah. All right. Well, you said you had them tied for fifth. Is it with I do. Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins? Uh, that's one of them and Washington state. Ah. I ended up with both of them at five and four as well. Well, let's talk about UCLA, uh, replacing DTR at quarterback for the first time in like a decade. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I think he, uh. I think he, he roomed with Kevin Love when they were freshmen, if I recall, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, yeah. He hosted he's, he's Bill Walton gone. on his visit, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He remembers when John Wood got hired. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's finally finally gone. Uh, pretty good run, and he's, boy, he's kind of the sensation of NFL preseason to start out with, yeah. uh, which, you know, I kind of like. I always thought he was a pretty solid quarterback in college. Um Felt like he should not have lasted to the fifth round. I'm not saying he should have been a first round pick, but that that seemed like a bit surprising that he didn't go higher. Um, uh, but yeah, and it's a boy, it's a wide open derby for them. I mean, it feels like they've got like four different candidates to be the quarterback, including the the you know the big five star freshman that they got, Dante Moore. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Moore doesn't win the job. I know they got a transfer uh, Schley from Kent State. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then and then the two backups last year, 
Uh, you know, Garbers has Garbers has been there for a couple of years. He was at Washington first, I believe, and then mm-hmm. transferred to UCLA and he backed up DTR. Uh, so yeah, I mean, feels like of the Pac-12, they feel the most like wide open in terms of starting quarterback. Like, you know, a couple teams have a two-man race. Most teams have a pretty clear starter. Uh, UCLA is the wild card a little bit. That like it could be could be anybody. It feels like yeah. But it feels like Moore will likely get a shot at some point. I would presume if he's not the starter to begin the year, it'd be surprising if he isn't the starter at some point during the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I think one of the things that's interesting is this is another microcosm of the experiment that our fandom likes to run, which is if you return a lot of guys from a not great situation so they're returning i think i saw eight starters on defense um but Uh, but their defense finished 116th last year right right. it was not very good yeah so yeah that's yeah that's always a a a truism of sports a little bit is like oh we got all these returning starters it's like well all right uh or if you don't have many but you were bad it's like well maybe that's good you know i mean we'll talk more in in depth about asu and we've talked about him a lot over the last, you know, couple of months, few months. Like, we have very few returning guys, but from a three and nine team, like, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't need a lot returning from a three and nine team. I believe we have 50 new scholarship players. Something like that, yeah. Between freshmen yeah. and transfers. Yeah. I think it's 20 yeah. freshmen and 30 or 31 transfers. Although yeah, a couple of those guys wild. have already been dismissed from the team. Right, um, right, and and uh, no, at least one is not eligible this year. Jake Smith, uh, so he yeah. got his waiver denied. Which, quick side note, I'm fine with. I got I, I, and nothing against him in particular. It would have been nice to have, but you know, like you get one freebie, and he used it. And like, if we're making exceptions all the time, then then you get to the point of like, well, everybody gets two, and everybody, you know, like if you're going to get worked up about the transfer portal and. You know, everybody leaving, like, well, you, you can't have it both ways. Like, you, know, you get one free one, and if you want to leave again, you got to sit out a year. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I I don't have a big problem with it. I guess I just kind of am like, I'm at the point now where there are so many exceptions to the rule that I grew up with that I actually didn't know until his waiver got denied that he even needed a waiver. So I didn't either. I didn't either. You're, I mean, I agree with you because I was just assuming he was going to play. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I know there was a guy from Florida State and a guy from North Carolina that both got their waivers denied in the last few days, too. And same situation, second time transferring in, in FBS. And I'm like, you know, I know they've got like, OK, the guy from North Carolina, you know, his, his mom is sick. And, and I'm not dismissing that. But it like everybody's got a reason why they should get an exception, I, you know. I deal with it in my job, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you know, everybody does it, you know, like, well, I'm special. Yeah. I shouldn't have to follow the rules. And it's like, stop with it. Let's just not have any exceptions. Let's just say you get one free transfer. You can play right away, wherever you want, have, you know, no sitting out. You want to go in conference. Cool. You want to stay in the same state. That's great. Whatever. But if you use that one and you haven't graduated yet, you don't get another one. You want to go again? You got to sit out. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You only get five years anyway, and, you know, one, it's an incentive to, you know, get your academics on the right path and graduate. Maybe you can leave again and have a free pass. 
And two, it's maybe maybe stick it out. Maybe don't leave after your freshman year. Uh, you know, stick it out. See see what happens. That's not the worst thing in the world. The only the only sort of counter to that I have is the Dave Cosgrove. Consistently wrong is better than inconsistent. And I feel like this is just another NCAA is inconsistent. Like last year, everyone got waivers. This year, no one I, gets waivers. Totally, totally. No, I agree. I mean, you're right. I'm not going to argue that at all. And that's why I guess my thought is like, let's let's do away with the waiver process entirely. Let's be consistent, even if it's wrong, even if it's heartless. Like, oh, this guy, you know, oh my God, is you know, his parents are sick. And like again, I'm not dismissing that at all. But, like, if you've already used your one, then you got to pay the piper. And you got to sit out a year. And that's just the way it is. Like, you know, if you if you want to transfer again, you want to be closer to your family, okay, more power to you. You got to sit out a year. Yeah. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Anyway, that's a different discussion. We can get we can get back on track with the uh, Pac-12. I believe we yeah. were on UCLA. We are. I, you know, if their defense holds up, I, I think bowl eligibility – is the yeah. goal for that? Uh, yeah, so cool. yeah. yeah. I, I got them a seven and five. I got. I, I'm looking at it since I wrote it down. Yeah, I got Utah, Oregon, or not Utah, Oregon, Washington State, and UCLA all seven and five, five and four, okay. exactly the same end result. Basically, I, you know, I think they're they're good. I, I think for UCLA, the the question that you'd have is like, was last year as good as it gets with Chip Kelly, and is that good enough? You know, you had, yeah. you had a fifth-year starting quarterback. You had a great running back. You, had, you know, you had a favorable schedule. They got out to a good start. And you went 9-4. Yeah, 9-3 and three and finished, you know, what, fifth in the Pac-12, I believe, something like that. Like, is that as good as it gets? Because if so, that's a bit disappointing. Now, I know they're, I mean, they're moving conferences, but, like, you think they're going to be better in the Big Ten? I don't. Yeah. Like, if, if one of these four schools is going to – fall behind in football, especially in the Big Ten, I would say it's UCLA. Yeah, no, I I think that's probably true. And it might be more than one. But if I had to pick one that, you know, five years into the experiment would be like, man, what what happened? Like, what's going on? They can't get anything right. I would pick UCLA. Let's, um, let's switch gears to a team who last year – Went seven and six, five and four, or uh, four and five in conference, but maybe on the upswing, and that's Wazoo. Um, yeah, the yeah. you know the Cougs' offensive line was a problem last year. I I saw that they gave up forty six sacks. Uh, and, yeah, and you know you had the incarnate world transfer Cameron Ward, who, when on his feet and upright, looked like he could hang at this level. Uh, but that, you know, when you're giving up four sacks a game on average, that that's not good. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I feel like they're, um, they're kind of a program that, like, I don't know how to, how to say this without, like, sounding dismissive, but they're not dangerous necessarily. I don't feel like – I feel like they'll beat the teams they're supposed to beat, and they won't beat the teams they're not supposed to beat. Like, the, you know, they'll – They'll go around 500, kind of like last year. You know, I'm curious Cameron Ward's second year. Like, he was he was kind of a, a very hyped coming yeah. into last year. And it was a it was it mixed bag. Like, he yeah. had some success, but 
wasn't he didn't set the world on fire. I'm, I'm interested good to see runner. how he does. He's a good. He is a good runner. runner. Yes. And, and yes. I'm curious to see, like you said, how he does. But are they going to lean into that more, or are they going to? You know, I saw Fan Nation had a little write up, and I obviously, well, maybe it's not obvious. I, I didn't follow Washington State's offseason moves. I didn't uh, much either. No, I agree. But they added. Uh, two new wide receivers and a running back who's a good pass catcher. Yeah, I knew uh, they had a lot of transfers out because uh, I I had thought about, I didn't end up going, but I thought about going to see the L.A. Bowl last year when they were going to be in it. Um, and they had a, you know, I think they were down to like, you know, maybe their you know, fifth and sixth wide receiver starting because they had, uh, you know, one hurt and three transferred before the game or something like that. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of changes around him. And they lost their coordinator. I think he went to be, I think he got a head coaching job, if I remember, Texas State or something like that. Well, and they lost their D.C. to us. That's right. That's right. True. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like, with both both uh, coordinators, you know, well, not coordinators, often, you know, offensive coordinator of Oregon comes here, defensive coordinator of Washington State comes here, uh, you know, and it has, a, it has a ripple effect around the conference. I mean, we... We, we mentioned Dante Moore. Dante Moore's probably not at UCLA if Kenny Dillingham stays at Oregon. He yeah. was his top recruiter there. He was committed, you know, and when he left, to open that door. So, yeah, the, the, you know, the ASU change has some effects around the conference, it seems like. Uh, absolutely. Um, continuing backwards, um, now you get into the Arizona Cal – realm you know yeah i mean i I think we could i I guess i'm okay sort of bunching the next five together i don't have them all at the same record but to me i kind of think of them like the last five asu arizona colorado stanford cal i think you know could throw them in a hat and they're gonna finish some order of eight to twelve yeah i mean i think with this i i agree i think with this group bowl eligibility is a win right yes so yes if bowl eligibility is a win, the question is who can get there? Arizona has had a chaotic offseason. Deloria, yeah. uh, accusations right. from when he was in high school, which he denies, have played out with a civil settlement and a right. dismissal or never never filed. Un- unclear. Yeah, yeah. Um, but They're another team that it feels like, I mean, you've said it about a few already, like, defense was was bad last year like they'll they'll probably put up points um but you know is their defense improved enough to to you know get them past four or five wins like they were last year yeah um and then cal cal and stanford to me i could see finishing at the bottom of the conference although yeah I want to talk about Colorado because I have I have feelings. Okay, um, you, you share yours first, and then I'll give you mine. I think it's entirely possible that Colorado's the worst team in the conference. <laughs> well, I'm not too far off with you. I I ended up actually with Cal, Stanford, and Colorado all going one name. Uh, so you know, sharing that bottom of the conference ranking, basically. Uh, beating each other here and there. Um, you know, I think I had Cal beating Stanford for their one win and Colorado beating Stanford for their one. And 
I can't remember who I had Stanford beating, but uh, something to that effect is kind of how it. Yeah, I, I Colorado's going to be very interesting to start the year, but they're really one of those teams that it's like I'm very curious. By the time we get to you know week six, October seventh, when they're playing here, as it as it turns out, and I didn't pick that on purpose, but I happen to know that's when they're playing here. How relevant are they? Like, are we are, are they still getting any national notoriety at that point, or is it like, uh, well, yeah, remember remember August when they seemed interesting? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're going to get the Deion Sanders bump, and the you know, it, it, he's a good promoter. He, oh gosh, you know, they're getting yeah. on the ESPN social media for their, you know, NFL style. Uh, team bonding where they, right. you know, are mocking the coaches and things like that. Right. You know, that that's a very hard. That's a hard knock staple. It is. You know? It is. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, did does it just feel to you like they're setting up for a uh, a crash for their fan base and a meh from everybody else? I mean, I kind of think, like, their their opening schedule, too, is, I mean, like, they have Colorado State Week 3, and I've got them winning that. But, you know, sandwich that between at TCU to open, Nebraska. Now, that's a home game. That's, you know, I don't know what to make of Nebraska this year, but I think, you know, Matt Rule's a better coach, and they'll be slightly better. And then I believe they start the conference season with Oregon and USC. So, I mean, they will... Like, that's why I'm curious. Like, by the time they come here, are they, I mean, if they're, if they're three and two or four and one, it's like, whoa, this team, you might have to take them seriously. But more realistically, I think they're one and four. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what I'm thinking is like, they're going to not be very good. I mean, I don't, I just like, they changed over the roster so much after, after spring. That's the thing to me. Like, they go through spring ball, and then they have all these guys transfer out. They bring it like so. So you almost make it where spring ball feels like it didn't even matter. Um, so now you got to put this thing together in four weeks of fall camp, and they've got some headliners. I mean, they've got Dion's kid at quarterback. They've got Travis Hunter. They've got Cormany McLean. Like you know, they've got the splashy names, but you know, you you don't win in football with three splashy names. You got to have you know depth you gotta have offensive linemen defensive linemen and i'm just not sure they've got well, enough at the top there to do it well the other thing is those are all very fun names but Dion's kid for example has never played power five right. football so right. right you know same for same for hunter yeah so like, hunter, you know they were both big recruits hunter was supposed to go to florida state right um you know it's not like he they were nothing but but yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think Sanders is a fascinating quarterback in the conference. Like, there's a lot of returning quarterbacks. A lot of guys you've seen, you kind of know what to expect. Um, with him, it's like, I mean, you know, high end. Could he be a top four quarterback in the conference? Sure, but he also might be a bottom three quarterback. Like, it's very uncertain how he measures up to this level of competition. Yeah, uh, you know, they they will probably stay noteworthy uh because of Dion because as you said he's a good promoter um and and so he's probably going to find a way to keep them in the news 
but it, yeah, yeah, they're, they're he'll be very in the news when he announces he's leaving. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising. I wouldn't entirely like. I I don't think he'll be there just one year, but I sure would bet the under if you gave me three and a half. Yeah, I mean, how much how much more eligibility does his kid have? <laughs> uh, well, I believe his kid is a junior. So I think two years. He played two years at, at Jackson State. Yeah. Um, you know, and Hunter has two more years at least because he was a true freshman last year. It seems like Hunter is, is joined at the hip with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I've told you from the start when he went there that I think he either does really well and he gets a bigger, better job or it sputters and he gets out before it, it goes really south. He's not going to be there five bad years like Scott Frost at Nebraska. No, I don't he, see he that. doesn't. Well, he doesn't have a relationship with Colorado. No, he, no. he can be back on NFL Network doing their pre-Sunday kickoff kickoff show. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I just don't see him, you know, going into year four, year five, like, oh, they haven't made a bowl game. Yeah. Let's see if this is the year. I, yeah, I don't I don't see that at all. Or even if they've been six and six or something like it's either going to work really well and he's out. Or it's going to not work really well, and he's out uh, after two to three years, I think. Yeah. But um, they'll be it's, I mean, here's the thing. We've spent more time on Colorado this year than maybe we have in all the years we've been doing this. So they, you know, it's gotten them in the news, for good or for bad, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're more relevant. I mean, big, big noon kick on opening week is Colorado at TCU. Yeah. Uh, you know. Like that's kind of wild to think that like Fox chose that game for their marquee spot, a team that's coming off a what one and eleven season, yeah. uh, playing at a team that made the national title game. On paper, that should be a total one sided blowout, but it's interesting because of him and the and the star names they've got. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. It'll be very curious to see. Like, look, if they beat TCU, then. All bets that are interesting. Off, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's a that feels like week one is kind of kind of soft this year. Like there's some interesting games. But there's no like headliner great matchup on the on the opening Saturday. But yeah, that's one that you know like if they go in there and win, then you know then they've got Nebraska at home, Colorado State. It's like, well, boy, can this team go into conference season three and zero and maybe got to take them seriously? Yeah. I don't think they will. Uh, you know, I don't think TCU is going 12 and 0 again or anywhere close to it, but I still think they're a much better team than Colorado. Yeah. Um. Well, I let's let's just wrap up. You have alluded to it, but let's make it official. You have USC over Washington. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I also. So we didn't we didn't do records or anything for ASU and Arizona. Do we want to, or are we going to hold that off? I think what's hold. Well, I mean, you can do it for Arizona if you want. For ASU, I, I'm going to wait till we get to our okay. picks. Okay. I, I feel I'll say this: I have one of those teams making a bowl game, and it's the one I like. So uh, I have the same. I have the same. I, at this point, subject to change, I've got ASU six and six, and I've got Arizona four and eight. Yeah. Um. I, I, too, have USC over Washington. I think it's a nice full circle to, to have USC win the conference on their way out. I agree. I um, agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, like the, the Big 12 this year is like, well, could it be Texas and Oklahoma when they're on their way out? For the Pac-12, there's a, you know, 
there's a two-thirds chance you're going to get a conference champion that's on the way out. So <laughs> probably a pretty good chance it's going to happen, unless it's Oregon State. I guess they're they're the one that I think has a realistic chance to win the conference. Um, but yeah, I you know USC is you know Pac eight, Pac ten, Pac twelve football. They are they are the program that's always been the the, the top dog. Whether they were winning the conference or not, they're the you know they're the one that everybody wants to beat. And and uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty high on USC this year. Uh, you know, we'll we'll get to it when we do our playoff picks, but uh, I've got them winning the conference and making the playoff, and I might go further than that. Well, I like it. We'll be back. We're going to talk about other college football and some pro football between here and the end of the month. But uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.